0: Welcome to Paradox, Untold Stories from Athletic Directors with Dr. Danielle LaPointe and Dr. Dustin Smith. We have some crazy and unique stories for you, which are made possible by our sponsor, Wall of Fame. At the Wall of Fame, our mission is to bring your school's legacy to life. We transform school tributes to make it easier than ever to celebrate your whole community, showcasing your school's diverse history, proudest moments, and top role models. We understand that the true value of our wall of fame is in your content. Whether you are starting a new tribute or adding to an existing one, we give you all the resources you need to build an interactive experience and take your content to the next level. Speaking of next level, let's check in to see what Danielle and Dustin have for us today.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. Today, we have Valerie Smiarez. Did I get that right? Very good, Danielle. Yes, Excellent. Yes. Um, from Florida. She was one of my fellow Floridians, and I'm so excited to have her on today. I've been uh, trying to snag her for for a couple months now. So um, we have her with us today, and she is, she's a huge resume, right? Like, it's going to take me a minute to have a little list so I can make sure I don't miss anything, um, but she is the county athletic director for Palm Beach Schools. She's been an AD for over 20 years, both private and public. Um, she's the current FIAA president. President. She is the NIAAA vice chair for the Florida host committee. As we all know, uh, you know, that's coming to Orlando in December. Um, the ad hoc member of the new NIAAA committee, the FHSAA AD advisory committee and leader council and classification task force. So now you know why I couldn't get her scheduled. she is a busy, busy lady. Um, But I am fortunate enough to know her through the FIAAA and the fact that we are on, I don't want to say separate ends of the state, but we kind of are. Um, And I've gotten to get to know her over the last couple of years is really cool. And it really speaks to the power of why state associations are so important. So I'm really excited to have you on today, Val. How are you? How are you doing today? Thank you so much. I am doing well. I appreciate it.
2: It is such a pleasure um, to be a part of the podcast with you and Dustin. Um, I feel honored that you feel that I'm interesting enough to talk to. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> really, uh, so I'm really excited about that. And thank you for working through uh, the craziness of the schedule. I think all ads can um, really align with that and the the push and pull of the day, no matter what it is. So whether it's those of us at the district building doing uh, still athletic administrative work, but in a different vein or if it's on a campus, it's just a a really hectic day. So thanks so much for, for having me and sticking it out and continuing to ask me to join you guys. I really, really appreciate that. Well,
3: and part of this is that's our life as athletic administrators, the crazy chaotic stuff that we don't have planned. Um, just jumps in the way and takes priority, and and we just deal with it. We adjust to what's going on. So uh, I appreciate your uh, steadfastness, your ability to jump on here with us, and willingness to jump on here with us. And I apologize in advance for anything Danielle may say. I'll try to clear up that as we go along.
1: (laughs) Somebody starts already. No question.
3: (laughs) See, I like Val. She's on my side already.
1: (laughs) She's letting me think that for right now. Let's
3: flirt and stick together. So, Valerie, we could talk about all of your accolades and obviously all the committee work that you do and the way you represent your state at the the state level as well. But what we like to ask in this podcast is tell us who Valerie is outside of being an athletic administrator. What do you like to do for fun? I know we joked off air about um, some of the concerts you go to and some of the music that you enjoy. So let's tell us, paint us a little picture of who Valerie is. Tell us what the resume doesn't tell us
2: yeah so I think anyone especially on my on my team of our athletic directors here is i'm a huge proponent um of self care and taking time uh, I think it's essential you know uh, when you go through twenty years of being an athletic administrator you know i think we all can align with the fact that we've lost friendships or or other important you know relationships in our lives um you know, to this job, and so you you learn, you know, over the years that, well, hey, you know, I need to figure out a way to kind of compartmentalize this thing, and, you know, and that my job isn't isn't me, and so I, it's taken some time to do that, but I, you know, happy to report, you know, having a robust life outside of <laughs> athletic administration, granted it, if I'm in year 20, it took me 19 to get there, you know, and uh <laughs> it's just you know it's super it's super important I and I talk with our athletic directors all the time like please you got to have a life outside of here like you need to be able to turn it off you have to be able to enjoy yourself and so for you know Valerie Miaris outside um, of athletics you know I have my family is incredibly important to me I have two beautiful nieces uh, that will be seven and nine uh one of them will be nine at the end of the month and we do everything together and they keep me they keep me busy we got movie tickets to see taylor swift um Next week, and anybody that is listening and knows me is saying, "Well, Val doesn't listen to Taylor Swift." That's right, Val not listen to Taylor Swift. But I enjoy the idea of going, um, going with my nieces. <laughs> and, you know, if anybody took a look in my closet of all my concert T-shirts, they be like, "This doesn't make sense." Um, but, the kids, but the kids like it, and so you know, so I love spending time with them. You know, it, just like being in the classroom, I think you have young people in your family, they just they keep you on point. You know what I mean, like. They keep you on your toes and you know they ask really really interesting questions they, you know there's been times like where the kids have asked me stuff that I'm like man I wasn't ready for that you know and uh and and so it's been it's been fun spending time with them and then on top of that uh, we have annual passes to to Disney so I like to go into Disney whether it's you know just for the for the food not necessarily the rides or the crowds but a lot of the restaurants are so awesome and and the decor and the experience. I love going in there. I like to mainly go in there because my cell phone really doesn't get a lot of service. So it's good just to be able to shut down for a little bit of time. So definitely do that. I'm a huge music person. I absolutely love music. I think, you know, music is, you know, the window to peace. And, you know, also I think as, a, as an athlete, it's a way to get yourself, you know, pumped up and, you know, and, and focused. And, you know, when I do a lot of work, Um, In my office, I usually have like a movie soundtrack playing in the background or classical music playing in the background. But aside from that, I'm a huge Nine Inch Nails fan, Uh, Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross. uh, I just love them. I've been to 21 concerts um, for Nine Inch Nails, and that's actually a gift uh, from my my college boyfriend that has stayed with me throughout my entire life. And I have really enjoyed it. And a little, you know, bit of interest is last year Two years ago, gosh, was it last year? They were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame um, pre, you know, at COVID, but then they couldn't go through the ceremony or the concert or anything like that. And so that was delayed to last September. Um, and so I flew to Cleveland and went to went to the Rock and Roll um, Hall of Fame induction concert. And then I was also one of 80 people selected to be in an intimate Q&A Um, with Nine Inch Nails, uh, you know, and Trent Reznor leading that inside a very small theater inside the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and we got this beautiful, um, like, matted, uh, kind of like Nine Inch Nails token, and all of them had signed it that had been inducted as part of the band, and it was just such a moving experience, you know, to love something so much, like, outside of, like, what you do for a living, and and to... you know, just be a part of that. It was just like a really cool and like, you know, magical moment. You know, it's like if you think of something that means so much to you, like, you know, to, to just be a part of that in like a group of 75 people was just absolutely insane. So that's, you know, one of my favorite things. My sister and I are really tight. Um, concerts are a big thing. She's more on the uh, pop punk kind of side of the spectrum. So we do a lot of Fall Out Boy, All American Rejects, New Kong Glory. Just a tidbit of information. I went to high school with the drummer for Newfound Glory, Cyrus Baluki. So if Cyrus is listening to an athletic administrative podcast, I want to say hey <laughs> to him. But uh, he's um, really, really awesome for himself. And uh, it's cool to go and watch somebody else do what they love all the time. So, um, you know, music's a big part. Other than that, I love the girly girl stuff. I love to go shopping. I like to go out to lunch. I like a spa day. I think they're all just really essential. Like, shoot, I like Publix. Like, you know, I like the grocery store. I put my earbuds in and walk around, and you know, take some time for myself. I do the same thing at Macy's. You know, I just, uh, I just absolutely, absolutely love that. So, um, those are all the things that keep me a little bit grounded. Um, they may be very simple. They may be very boring. They might be mundane. Some of them are super exciting. Um, but you know, I, I love to do those things. and I love to travel. I think anyone that knows me is that every 60 days I'm on a plane somewhere. And I think you gotta be, you know, I think you gotta be, I think you gotta reset. I tell, I tell my team all the time, I'm like, you gotta reset, you know, you have to reset, you gotta re reenergize energize and you gotta come back because I think we all know this job will drain you very quickly. Um, And and you know you have to make sure to have some time for yourself. So anyhow, so I'm sorry to run on a little bit, but I I love the opportunity to talk about what I like to do outside the office because I feel like a lot of times all we talk about is what we do inside the office.
3: Well, let's talk about Nine Inch Nails for just a second. And there's a movie reference that well, I guess Nine Inch Nails makes kind of a I don't want to say an appearance, but there's a reference to Nine Inch Nails in the movie Captain Marvel. I don't know if you've seen that or. Danielle, I know, hasn't seen it, so I'm not even gonna ask that, but um
1: <laughs> It's true. I not She seen it.
3: she wears a nine-inch nail shirt during that. Um <laughs> but anyway, that's a that's that's no my culture. nine-inch nail story. But,
1: but Dustin, this is a good opportunity to culture you our public. Uh, which I don't it's think. It's a grocery they store.
3: Have, I know it. not
1: only no, no. Not only is it a grocery store, it's like the world's best grocery store. Now I realize with that statement, I probably opened a can of worms and there's gonna be like some wagman and food lion. Like com- competitors out there. I don't even know where you grocery shop out there, Dustin. But oh, it's like,
3: is Publix like a Bucky's and a Sam's had a baby?
1: I don't oh even know what, don't know what a Bucky's is. You don't know what a Bucky's is? No. You don't know what is? No. Sweet Moses.
3: We got to get her out more. No, like, you need to take to her out care. more. You need to get her <laughs> exposed to culture.
2: I, you know, Bucky's, there's one in Daytona and there's one in St. Augustine. So put it, you know, in your travels, Daniel, make sure that make sure yeah. you get there. Not to mention the largest Bucky's in the country is going in in Ocala in the next couple of years. I am a Bucky's fan through and through my. My mom and sister laugh at me because every time we pull her into the into the parking lot, I like shout Bucky's at the top of my lungs because <laughs> I just uh, I love it in there. It is so cool. It is. It's it's like Cracker Barrel and Wawa and Bucky's will probably hate me for saying that, but it's like you know it's <laughs> it's just the hugest like grocery store, Cracker Barrel gift shop, like all kinds of made to order food. It's unbelievable. It's really. Oh. That's really great. So thanks, Dustin, for bringing up Bucky. Is that, you Yeah, know, I'm, I'm here for you, Val. <laughs> you're, getting, you're getting check marks.
1: You're getting
3: check marks. <laughs> Daniel, you're getting subtractions. I'm getting know, check marks. I don't know if you heard that. That's what I heard.
1: Yeah, that's, <laughs> I'm, 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 it's okay. I'm confident. It's fine. But yeah, no, that is uh, – I didn't know what any of these things were when I lived in New York. So I think it's cool how there's different gas stations and different, like, um, grocery stores, like, in different areas of the country. I like it. Mm-hmm. so talking about different areas of the country you just mentioned daytona St. augustine all these different ocala but where are you located that's geographically on a map with people who don't know where Valerie's from how would you describe that so i'm originally from
2: fort lauderdale um fort lauderdale is in southeast florida it's in between miami and west palm beach i'm from uh, the southwestern kind of suburbs i'd say closer to the everglades than the beach um from a you know a city called Palmer Pines, uh, that's where I'm from, um, and I uh, stayed in South Florida probably for the majority of my life. And um, started working in Orange County in Orlando, and spent eight years there. A position in Palm Beach uh, opened, and if anyone has not been to beautiful Palm Beach, please you need to come on down and spend some time here in our pristine beaches and beautiful beautiful areas there's so much to offer here and then we're on the opposite side of fort myers and naples you know that's the west coast and we're on the East
3: coast so i just want to ask this valerie do you have a side job with the chamber of commerce because you're selling it pretty good right now <laughs> for
2: down
1: the
2: i feel like you don't need to sell florida you know but it's funny because every once in a while like you know my my good mm-hmm. friend john scrumala who's up in the northern part of the, he was the Clay County, County ADA and is now working um, for one of the day schools there, and I remember he had asked me when we had first met, he said, where is West Palm Beach, and I said to myself, somebody doesn't know where West Palm Beach is, you know, and so I had to, <laughs> I had to talk a little bit, so I, you know, I, I feel like I have to share, you know, if we have, you know, somebody listening from North Dakota that might not be familiar at all with, with Florida, you know, I feel like I gotta, I feel like I gotta share, All the wonderful, all the wonderful parts of Florida, which I think everybody is pretty well um, versed on anyways, just through pictures and all that good stuff. (laughs) We are really spoiled down here. Mm -hmm. Well,
3: I know just in our brief conversation that we've had so far, you, you enjoy life. You like to have a good time. And you mentioned on a number of vacations, just the time to recharge and reset and sometimes our resets happen in the moment. Our resets happen when crazy things happen in our world and in our lives and and in our world athletic administrators. We're dealt some crazy hands sometimes. And the point of this podcast is just to have a little fun, have a conversation, and talk about the stories that – that shape us, the stories that you sit back and scratch your head and be like, did that really just happen? So I know in your time as an athletic administrator, you've had to have some kind of story or stories that have hit you and you just kind of scratch your head thinking, man, that, I can't believe that just happened. So we're going to open the floor to you and let you discuss whatever story or stories you want to talk about.
2: Uh, I appreciate it. I think, you know, as an athletic administrator, there are the stories you can share and there's stories that... You can't share, at least not on a podcast that is you know, <laughs> available out to the public. So if anybody wants to catch me at the National AD Conference, we can we can exchange those other kinds of stories, you know. But uh, being being an athletic director, it's uh, it's a special and unique position because you know you're you're dealing with the classroom side all day long, and then you're you're dealing with the out of classroom side, and so you get to see and and be a part of a lot of different things. When I was thinking about this last night, when Danielle had sent me over. You know some information and things to be prepared for today. I was thinking, gosh, you know, I think about all the things that have gone on that are like the the negative things, the things that stay ingrained in you that you know you want to make sure you stay away from. But then I think, you know, what are the things that make you chuckle or scratch your heads? You know that you that you've been through. And um, you know, the first thing that came to mind was, I'd say, probably about. Ten years ago, you know, if anybody has spent time in Florida in August or September, well, shoot, you know, May, June, July, you know, our thunderstorms are incredible, um, just you know, unbelievable, and um, you know, people like to stay outside and sit on the porch and watch the lightning, and that's not really a not really a great idea in the in the state of Florida. So when you're in some place like let's say Orlando, where you know you're in the center of the state and you got the eastern and the western kind of like, you know, we're also um, a lot of, uh, you know, meteorologists here in Florida, you know, we, we like to do this in our spare time, too, because we deal with all the hurricanes and everything like that. So,
1: you know, when you're doing <laughs> so you know, amateur, amateur
2: meteorologists here, mm-hmm. you know, trying to, then, you know, of course you're on all your weather and lightning systems and everybody wants mm-hmm. you to predict, you know, when the buses can roll. and you know, when okay. you can get back out to the field and stuff. So this one's going to be weather-related. So I remember, you know, having a football game, and you just know in Florida when the weather's rolling in, it just, uh, you know, every everything changes. And sure enough, you know, whatever app you have on your on the phone goes off for you. And, you know, you start making announcements out in the press box. And so this was before the game had even started. The teams, you know, we had kept in the locker room. They weren't even warming up or anything like that. But, you know, we had a few of the – Early arrivers already, you know, taking their seats on the bleachers, and so you know our PA announcer wasn't there, so I ran up to the ran up to the press box and started making announcements. You know, just uh, FYI for everyone that's arrived to the stadium, thank you for being here. We do have anticipated weather um, coming in. You might want to start collecting your belongings. Blah blah blah. Sure enough, five minutes later, you know, five minutes later, it's like you know the lightning is eight miles away, but it's like a very close eight miles. It is you know, um, it's like, okay, people, you know, need everybody to return to their cars, you know, and people, it always amazes me, the people that don't want to go, and we see this at yes. the college level, and we mm-hmm. see this, like, you know, it's like, why do you want to sit on aluminum bleachers with lightning within eight miles, I, I just don't understand, I just can never wrap my head around it, mm-hmm. so, you know, it's like, you have to coerce, you know, people. You know to to leave and to exit, and so sure enough, people do. But there was one gentleman in the visiting bleachers, and he just wasn't wasn't going. He was a he was a big guy. He was not he was not moving. And so I'm up there in the press box making my announcements. I'm looking right at him. Of course, he doesn't know I'm looking right at him. Or maybe he does because he was the only person in the facility <laughs> that was left. So, you know, I'm like, okay, you know, if we can have everyone exit the facility, <laughs> like this form is on its heels. You know, and you make you make these announcements two or three times. Well, you know, then there's a point, Daniel, you understand this being a Floridian that, or, you know, there's a point in time where you just can't you can't go outside, you know, when when the storm when the storm comes in. and So sure enough, it's the Wizard of Oz at the stadium like there is <laughs> wind and everything blowing around and the rain is sideways and the lightning's crashing. And I'm sitting in the press box just like, oh, Lord. And this gentleman is still sitting across. And at some point, something must have moved him because he decides to get up. And so in the middle of this tremendous, incredible storm that's happening, this powerful storm, he starts walking down the visitor bleachers. And, of course, what happens? He slips and falls. Mm. So we're in the middle of this, you know, crazy storm. This, this person who would not leave the visitor bleachers all of a sudden decided mid-storm it's not too dangerous. I'm going to leave. And he <laughs> some and falls. And so emergency services had to be called, and so the ambulance comes in, the paramedics come in, and, you know, and I I can still, you know, I'm still running it through my mind here. I mean, the rain is just howling, and the paramedics are working with this gentleman. They get him on the stretcher. They move him off. Well, you know, and then, of course, months later, what happens? He sues the school district. (laughs) And I was like, you know, so when I had gotten word of this, I was thinking to myself, are you kidding me? you know, like you didn't, you didn't heed like, you know, 72 announcements, you know, that came through the press box, people walking up to you personally, asking you to leave the facility all because, you know, and again, this is great. This is why we have LTI courses and things for, you know, um, you know, our our facilities and whatnot, but because uh, either there wasn't the yellow striping at the front of the steps or because it didn't have, some of that like uh almost like sandpaper ish kind of material top oh, sorry, I'm not a construction person, but you know, um, you know, it didn't have that. And sure enough, from my understanding, he uh he won he won that case and really just things so you when you talk about like things that make you laugh, but then things that make you cringe and things yeah. that at the you know, a story that just really like, you know, burns you burns your you know the bottom of your heels at the end of the day that is definitely, like, one that has always stuck with me with
1: that story. Okay, so I, I don't like your story, because it's... <laughs> hey, I, so, go ahead and yeah. that out I love your so story, Val.
3: Let's
2: just
1: get that no, clear. I love no, your story. Or, let me tell you... Let's have Dustin and I here, then, okay? <laughs> no, no, let me tell you why. I, just I Because it. I can relate to it so much. That is why. Like, I, it is the, the perfect florida story i don't know another ab in florida who cannot relate to your story so it's it's the perfect story i should have started that way but i say i don't like it because it brought back all of these times and i can like see these people's faces who are like i'm gonna sit here with my umbrella and i'm not gonna move and you can't make me like mm-hmm. are you kidding and then what comes to the point when like it's unsafe for you to be outside right so like you have to make this call and it's it's every. Clearing a stadium is not an easy task, okay? And, like, Floridi- like Floridians and, like, Florida ADs, I feel like, have to have the medal on this one because clearing them multiple times a season, multiple times a night. I mean, I have cleared stadiums multiple times in one night. Like, it is not a good time. And then when it happens again, people are like, or if it happened last week, people are like, come on. Like, we <laughs> manifest those clouds. Ourselves, right? Yeah. So, I really, really feel it is the perfect, it's the, per- the absolute perfect Florida story. And I just there's only been once, and, and it's, it blows my mind because, like you said, did it recently? I think it was in Orlando, probably like ten years ago at this point. But like, lightning struck a fence, and like traveled down the fence, Dustin, and like all three or four people who were leaning on the fence were electrocuted. It was like really bad, and this was like news throughout the state. People were aware of this i'm I will not I' have that ingrained in my brain, like you said, right? So I'm like, you gotta go like to get off the fence yeah. <laughs> like, well, I, and- I got
3: a few questions, Valerie. I love your story first. Let me just go ahead and put that out there <laughs> but secondly, I'll get to my questions at at any point i mean I think you just kind of you kind of glazed past that you went up and made the announcements because you were you were the PA person all of a sudden. So you get up and make the announcements and you see this dude um just trying to be Mr. Bravado and stay over there and kind of just wait this thing out. But at any point did you want to say, Sir, the only sir in the visitors bleachers, the only one left in the stadium, you need to evacuate at this time did that ever cross your mind of trying to get oh, that person 100-
2: a hundred percent. I think anybody that knows me well knows that I am extremely sarcastic and and can be extremely direct. It's unfortunately a curse and a blessing as an athletic administrator because it's one of those things where you can get to people immediately with how you tell them something, or it's one of the things where I get the call in the principal's office about how you about how you talk to people. But yeah, absolutely, i just wanted to like keep tapping the microphone on the window. Like I'm talking to you, man. Like you're the only <laughs> guy, you're the only guy in this 5,000 person stadium. Everybody else has left, you know? And I, uh, he just, he just wasn't having it. So yeah, that was, uh, it was very trying when uh, I was trying a, to get somebody.
1: It's a perfect example of like, what do you do? Right? Like, you know, you know what you're supposed to do. You know, you have to clear everybody. I see him, but when you have an adult, who is choosing to not leave after you've had announcements? After you have personally asked them to, like, what else can you do? You can't physically remove them. It, it becomes a really fine line that I'm not even sure I have the right answer for right now, to be
3: honest. Well, at some point, there's an assumption of risk, right? Yes. If they're going to be there, they got to assume that there's the storm, and you've made, you've done everything you can do to tell them. Hey, uh, there's a storm coming. Matter of fact, it's here. You might want to pay attention to the raindrops all around you or the lightning you can see relatively close. Uh, I mean, there, Bill Ingvall would say, here's your sign. For that guy who just sits out there and says here. And I know Danielle probably doesn't have any idea who Bill Ingall is. I but, know who that is. Um,
1: comedian. You don't? A comedian. Okay. I know that okay, one. Good.
3: So <laughs> I, I want to, my second question is this, Val. As you were talking about The Wizard of Oz, type storm. And here in the Midwest Plains, whatever you want to call where where I'm at in Oklahoma, um, you talk about your storms and people here will say, here, hold my beer, because we have some storms here that are of some crazy significance. But you mentioned the Wizard of Oz. So if you were to cast the three of us in the Wizard of Oz, um, I want you to take a stab at who the three would be. And I'm gonna go ahead, I'll go ahead and give my play my card Danielle, I think, would be the Wicked Witch of the West.
2: You're not Dorothy, Danielle, so let's let's just put that out there, okay? (laughs) We're going to let Dustin be Dorothy, okay?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that backfired, Val. That's not where I was going to go with it.
1: (laughs) I knew she'd come through for me. I knew it. (laughs) <laughs> so was
2: like okay. Moving on, moving on now. But like, yeah, that, went, that went incredibly not the way I wanted it to go. Yeah, <laughs> but Did I the think, guy. I think you
3: said the guy won the lawsuit because he sued, which which blows my mind. The our, our justice system, our legal system, whatever you want to call it, for somebody to be that. Um, I get. I guess stubborn about evacuate in the stadium because you did everything you were supposed to do you gave warning everybody else evacuated and at some point they're an adult they got to make their own decision um and his decision was not a wise one and then he paid the price ultimately the school district paid the price because he slipped and so you want to call it technicality whatever but you think about even that situation you see that happening, and part of you may be like, yeah, "Serves him right that he fell." But at the same time, you still got to address the issue that there's somebody that has fallen in your stadium, and so yeah. emer- med- medical services had to go out there, emergency services had to go out there. It's not like the storm stopped or ceased. I mean, they're out there in the middle of that stuff too. So yep. you did everything that you were supposed to do, and yet it still didn't work. Fell.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: See what I did there? The pun. It fell back on um the school district which was which is unfortunate dude,
1: yeah. did me. the did the guy get hurt like did he actually get hurt
2: i have absolutely no idea if he actually sustained any sort of injuries he was a he was a, a he was a big he was a big dude um but i have i have no clue but i'll tell you i can still picture it in my mind the stretcher and the paramedics and the firefighters with their out there with the with the raincoats and you know, try and get this gentleman on to the, on on there. So, you know, it just, it, it, it is truly a perfect example of doing everything that you're supposed to do. And when you have somebody that refuses to comply, th- these are the things, these are the things that happen. But, you know, again, what are you supposed to do? I mean, how many times for those of us in the public sector, you know, have you, has the response been, I'm a taxpayer, you know, and so with people yeah. that don't want to don't want to get along and, and do things. You know, I I remember I had a situation at a football game where, you know, our band would come in um through through one of the back gates and, you know, we close those gates and then this young woman shows up like in all of like her athleisure attire and and I'm like, Can I help you? And we we're in a residential in a residential area, so she probably just came in from the back way from the neighborhood and then and you know, and I said, "Can I help you?" She's like, "Yeah, I'm here to run the stadium." I was like, "Oh, I don't know if you've noticed, but there's three thousand people sitting in the bleachers, and the band just came in, and we're about to have a varsity football game. So you run in the bleachers right now, really um, isn't enough." <laughs> and um, you know, and and so she was just hot mad about that, and you know, and she said, "Well." She said, well, you know, I'm a taxpayer. My family's a taxpayer. So that's great. I said, you know, I said, that's wonderful. I said, but this isn't open to the public. I said, there's an LA Fitness down the street. I said, you know, (laughs) you might want to consider, might want to consider. So there's these things called stair masters. Like, you know, the stairs just keep coming. You know, and again, here comes my sarcastic side, you know. And, you know, you you don't need to be running, you know, the stairs here in the middle of our varsity, in the middle of our varsity football game. But, you know, we we deal with that conversation so often that I'm a taxpayer and yes absolutely you are and you know there's a lot of gratitude there but then you know we just talked about this instance with the gentleman slipping down the bleachers here and I'm sure he's a taxpayer as well but you know it doesn't make you immune to the things that can go wrong you know on the site and on the facility and that's why there's a framework and a structure for who can be in there why there has to be a lease and why there has to be insurance and there has to be all these coverages but this young woman was just in incredibly mad and so she and she said but I'm a taxpayer I said no problem I said there's a police car out front I said you can jump in there take that to Publix I said let the officer know you're a taxpayer you need to ride to Publix I said and then you can come in my office and you can check your email if you want on the taxpayer on the taxpayer internet (laughs) well she finally left after we had some of that conversation but you know these are these are the things that you run it in the meanwhile I have a varsity football game going on you know there's you know, thousands of people in the stands. The band's getting up there.
1: They're, you know, Who would want to here. run the stadium <laughs> when there is a football game on? I mean, like I had a very, very similar issues. The stadium runners are very, they're relentless, right? They want yeah. it, and when they want it, it has to be open for them. But like, bo- bo- I can't even fathom any of them being like, right now is the time to do this.
2: Yeah, I know. I couldn't. I couldn't agree with you more. I, I have no idea. I. Have no rhyme or reason I was just as shocked surprised as you are you know and that was uh and that was kind of the end of it but again one of those unique situations that you know you run into and it's like you're trying to manage all your contest management and then you get this rogue issue that happens on the side and it takes up way more of your time than you need it to take because you have other issues that are going on <laughs> that are actually legitimate that are actually in the scope of your job and you can't get to them because You're arguing with somebody about wanting to run the bleachers in the middle of a varsity football game, you know, and uh, it's just one of those strange, one of those strange occurrences.
3: Yeah, we we had something similar. It wasn't a football game going on, but during COVID, when we had everything locked down, you know, public couldn't get in and access your facilities because you couldn't maintain, you couldn't make sure that everybody maintained their six foot of separation or that they weren't wearing a mask or whatever, all the restrictions that we had. And we had this guy call me, and he was, he said, "Dustin, I want to. I'm, I'm going to Colorado in a few weeks, and for me to get used to the acclimatization and the in the stair and the the uh, altitude, and try to get through that. I, I try to hike the bleachers and try to go up and down the bleachers multiple times. Um, so, can I can I use the bleachers? I'm like, no, sir. The all our facilities are shut down. They're locked down. Nobody's able to have access to these." And he said that same statement that you made. He said, well, I'm a taxpayer. And I said, well, I'm much appreciative of you paying taxes because that gives me a job. But because I pay taxes, I don't get to go drive the fire truck if I want to. I don't get to go drive the police car if I want to. They're they're still based off taxpayer money. So the reality is you inconvenience that lady's schedule because you schedule a football game during her running the the bleachers.
1: Yeah, right. (laughs) How I feel dare like we you, just. Valerie? I feel I feel like we just created a new um I feel like we created a new LTI course. Like it just I'm a taxpayer and then like the whole course is gonna be the how to respond to all of the yeah. the times this is thrown in your face. Like it is it is yeah. That is no. Well, joke. what I appreciate is
3: mean, Valerie's response. She said, Well, <laughs> Why don't you That's go get in that true. police
2: car? And
1: <laughs> take have take it
3: Publix,
2: <laughs> and then get um, on the front You know, Valerie Miaris 10 15 years ago is a much different Valerie Miaris than today. <laughs> I probably would have held that inside and found some other diplomatic way to get my point across to her, but you know, it's just again, you're in the throes of the game, and I think anyone with. Big varsity football program, you know. I mean, Danielle, you were a manatee. You know, you really understand that. You know, is that this isn't a quiet night? You know, this is a this is a really busy night, and um, and it's a night. You know, it was at a place where the town kind of shuts down a little bit and gets to the game and whatever. You know, and and that's you know, you got a lot of things going on
1: this is literally what like gave me the idea for this podcast because there were so many times where I had to stop in the middle of a conversation and be like, am I being pranked? Like, is this, is this real? Like, is this a conversation that's really occurring? And that's really exactly what you're describing with not only the runner, but also, you know, your guy who wouldn't leave the stadium. So like, that is what I'm talking about. Like, is this happening? Like, how do I, I don't, I don't even have words for you because what yeah. you're saying to me is so unreasonable. And and you're right. I mean, I held back a little bit more when I was younger, and now I probably would say a little bit a little bit more as well down the opposite. But no, it is, it is. I've only had in my, you know, fifteen year career, I've had one stadium that cleared by itself. And it was incredible. Every other time I've had a clear stadium, it's been like people resisting. But man, there was one time <laughs> And you made me think of what you're talking about. Everything was going great. It was already night, so maybe we didn't see the clouds roll in. I don't even know how this happened because I didn't see anything. I didn't have any alerts. Everything was fine. And we got hit with this thunder-lightning combination that was so intense. I've never felt anything this intense before or after. And it shook our whole stadium. Like, the ground shook. Mm -hmm. Everybody. The kids. We were in the middle of a play. The kids, the officials, the fans screamed and ran out of the stadium. I've never seen anything like it in my life. And I was like, well, I didn't even have to make an announcement. It was just instantly cleared. And I was like, that was the easiest time I've ever cleared a stadium. But it was also scary, right? Because where did that come from? Like, out of nowhere. So, um, oh, man. These are so... You you, some, you cause you some anxiety, Valerie. You, know, you, really have. Mean,
3: you <laughs> cause some anxiety just because we all deal with the weather. Uh we have outdoor sports, we deal with the weather. No matter what part of the country we're in, we're dealing with weather weather. And it could be at different times. You may have thunderstorms in January that we would have thunder sleet or we would have some kind of snow yeah. or whatever. But the reality is you're still the AD in that situation. You don't get to take off the AD hat and say, ah, this isn't my deal. I'm going to go seek shelter like everybody else. You've got to go coordinate where the officials are and communicate with coaches and say, okay, we're going to go back and play at this time. And, you know, Johnny Q Public's going to reach out to you and say, how much longer do we have to wait for the game to restart? And when's the last lightning strike? Because they all have gotten used to, hey, you got to wait 30 minutes from the last lightning strike before we can get out there. Uh, so they, yeah. we've gotten at our stadium where we just put the time on the board, and so we'll run that time down and just say okay, and then we'll reset it at thirty whenever the lightning strikes close, so people will quit asking just because they kept asking repeatedly yeah. how much time till we get back on there.
2: That's so smart. I had would have never would have never thought about that using the using the scoreboard like as a public communication tool. That's really. That's really cool. You know, we just got to the point where we would make the announcement. You know, um, please follow our Twitter page It was a great way to get extra followers. But then we could also, you know, we you know we would give the updates on on the lightning. We would tell people, oh, I don't have Twitter. Okay, you know, when you see the stadium doors, when you see the doors open, then then you're welcome yeah. to come back. You know, and so it's like you try to have that communication. But you're absolutely you're absolutely right. You know, I think one of the things that you know, Tom, just like the Monday morning quarterback. Is that everybody thinks they can be an athletic director? You know, yeah, I can schedule transportation. I can roll the balls out. I can, I, you know, I still think that even though we have progressed so much and our job has, you know, really like, you know, become front and center, I think a lot of people just feel they can do it, you know, and that they can do it. They can do it better, and you know, maybe we deal with that, you know, in a lot of different ways, even if it's just you know, being out at a restaurant with a server or something like that, people may feel that way. But that's one of the challenges of our job is that because it's sports, it's a universal language and everybody feels that, well, you know, I'm a fan of sports. So because I'm a fan of sports, you know, I can be a GM here. I can be an athletic director here. I can make these difficult decisions. And, you know, it becomes becomes challenging, um, you know, in that sense at times also when you're trying to put all these rules and regulations in and make people kind of comply with them.
1: I, you know, what I really like what both of you guys just did. I'd, I'd like to touch on that a little bit as you share some tips of what you've done, right? Um, I did the scoreboard at one of my schools. The other one didn't work because it wasn't anywhere near the parking lot, right? And, like, the ideal situation is that they're going to go back to their car. Um, at one of my schools, I was really fortunate to have um, a whole broadcast, a radio broadcast. So we would have everybody, we would tell them the announcements to tune into the, the broadcast and the radio. We'd give them the numbers and then they could go to their car and actually listen for updates there. So people didn't even have to get out of their car to try to figure out like, um, you know, when to come back to the stadium. So I think that's a really useful tool if you have access to that. But be creative about how Twitter's a great idea about how you can get that information. So people, because you know, if you're the home AD and you're on that hold, your phone is blowing up. The officials want to talk to you other you know, team wants to talk to you your coach wants to talk to you everybody is trying to get a hold of you so um some of those public communication tools i think are a really good takeaway from this story of how to handle um you know at least people coming back in not necessarily your dude who, <laughs> who's <laughs> hanging out back over there but that's a good way to at least handle coming back into the stadium
2: yeah absolutely absolutely i'm glad you guys found some value and got some, got some laughs. There was a, yeah, that was a, just a tremendous, tremendous experience to go through. Weather is always uh, an interesting topic here, um, you know, and in the Plain States that believe me, you know, I turn on the softball world series or whatever, and there, you know, everybody's in the stadium and I look at that sky and I said, wow, well, you know, that, you know, that just uh, is intense. So I know that there are some of us around the country that really deal with this, Heavily, you know, uh, uh, just in different ways at different times. So, um, so yeah. So that's one that's always that's always kind of stuck out with me was uh, that that one particular story that gentleman and the, the young woman looking to exercise in the stadium. Those two have always kind of kind of always just stayed at the forefront of my mind. Maybe chuckle.
1: And I think they're and, so so relatable to 80s across the country, and that's really awesome that you you brought those to light because we haven't we haven't had you know, weather, or, you know, the t- even the taxpayer, I mean, we've talked about it, but we haven't hit it super hard. So I think those are really, really good things to highlight.
3: No. Well, and I, I, I appreciate that you cast us. Maybe you didn't actually cast us in the Wizard of Oz, but I did in my mind. And so I'm going to thank you, Dorothy, for being on here. No, no, and no, no. no. The she Wicked did, Wicked did. To the West She
1: did cast us. Is Danielle
3: did. and I will no. be Oz because I'm better behind the curtain Um, So, that's how I casted us in The Wizard of Oz. Oh, (laughs) my God. I love
1: it. (laughs) I can't even comment to that ridiculousness. Okay. Because
3: it's true. You have no response because it's true. But anyway, Val, I want to thank you for taking the time. (laughs) I, I appreciate your stories. Great to meet you virtually. And I look forward to meeting you in Orlando when we're at the National Convention. But your stories have been I've really valued them. My my co-host probably didn't. And she said that even, but I I really valued them. (laughs) And I appreciate the takeaways that are able to be applicable for ADs in today's world of dealing with weather and fans that are just, I don't know what planet they're on. Unexpected.
1: Unexpected.
3: Right. They do their thing, but I appreciate your response to them as well. And I appreciate you taking the time to jump on here with us.
2: It's my absolute pleasure. Thank you, uh, thank you so much for for having me, and I appreciate that you guys do this, uh, showing the the lighter side and the and the fun side and the side that we can kind of laugh about and talk about. I I think it's wonderful. So thank you, thank you so much to both of you for inviting me and having me on today. And I'm going to see you in
3: Orlando because I want to hear mm-hmm. the stories you couldn't tell. I want to hear I want to <laughs> hear those stories as well.
1: Absolutely, We will do that. We will do that, Dustin, absolutely. Yeah. All right, sounds good. Until next time, everyone.
0: That wraps up this episode. Thank you for listening, and thank you to our sponsor, Wall of Fame, who excels at telling your school stories and supports us in telling ours. Check out the description of this episode for a link to receive a discount on all Wall of Fame products. We are looking forward to the next story and hope you are too.